Episode 153, Sims. Mother what? Have you calmed down? You feeling good? I feel good. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. <laughs> Week off. Yes. It is great. the absolute studs version of the Sims and Lefko 153, and it is Valentine's Day, oh, Chris. Oh, great. The biggest fucking waste of a day of the year. There are certain days that I love asking for Sims' opinion about, sure. and Valentine's Day is one of them. The we Sims don't family do. no. doesn't do it. Nope. February 15th is more special than February 14th. This is a podcast. Podcast tradition. It of the Valentine's three years that we've Day. done this show, it is Chris Sims. Chris Sims whining. going, I give her enough money the rest of the year. Every day is Valentine's Every Day in our day. house. Well, let's go back to a couple's restaurant and have the couple's Valentine's meal and tell each other we love each other. So oh. you're not even copping flowers. Fuck no. I got flowers that are going to be delivered. I might get like... I don't know. If I pass some goodies that I like and she likes, I mean, what the fuck? She's married to me, too. Is she getting me anything? What the fuck? It became this girl's day. I just do the order. I order flowers to the office. Right. Because it's not about her enjoying it. It's about stunting on her coworkers. Uh, Yeah, I hear you. You do that? Yes. Well, you're not married. You guys are in a different place than I am. Exactly. And I'm going to cook food. Oh, wow. Baby. What's on the menu at Casa de Lefko? I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided. Probably salmon. Ooh. <laughs> a little salt, a little olive oil, a little uh, pepper. Great. Do you still think I can cook? Uh, I mean, I guess. Salmon, sure. Great. Man. Who, who can... How long did it take for you oh. to convince your wife that it wasn't a big deal and it's okay if you didn't do it? Gosh, it wasn't long after she started buying herself a lot of jewelry. I know. It wasn't long after that. <laughs> that was when I was like, basically like, hey, fuck you. You just bought yourself something on January 14th, and now you want me to go out and buy you, buy you something more? Why? It's. I mean, I, everyone. Uh, everyone. Once I give a gift, I feel like it should last for like four months. Everyone that's listened to the podcast knows the story of how you and Danielle got engaged. Yeah, and, it was adorable. Yeah. So yes. it's like, is it any surprise that Valentine's Day is a big box? Deal? Definitely. Said, let's Chucked go to Tampa. Hey, let's go. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Let's get in the car. We're going to Tampa. Yep. Uh, episode fifty one fifty three. Yes. Fendrick. T- I got nothing. Don't look <laughs> at me. Come on. I don't Harry even have my Carson here. is always the 53 for me. Hall of Fame middle linebacker for the New York Giants on some of those great defenses, Bill Belichick defenses with the Giants. Of course, Kyle Van Noy yep. is in that 53 list. Um, you know, Navarro Bowman is the other 53 that jumps to my head. Super Bowl MVP Marcus Smith yep. of the Seattle Seahawks would be another 53 that jumps into my head. And then after that, uh, Quel- Shelton Quarles Very nice. of my Tampa Bay Buccaneers teams is 53, and I think I'm stuck after that. Some current centers, Marquise Pouncey oh. and A.Q. Shipley. Damn. Some run-of-the-mill linebackers, Kyle Van Noy, Nick Perry, Joe Schobert, and A.J. Klein. Hmm. Three linebackers that are going to be free agents that I think are interesting that right. were at 53. Navarro Bowman, yep. who knows what he's got left. Right. He showed some flashes mm-hmm. with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Zach Brown, who I thought had an amazing year with the Redskins Washington. Redskins are crazy if they don't re- they, if re-sign him. If they can't afford it, yeah. he's going to be a big, valuable member of he somebody. Is. And Nigel Bradham, 
of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, he's also right. very deserving of a contract. Right. The more and more I watch him. All timers, Mick Tinglehoff. These are legendary centers. Hall of Famer Mick Tinglehoff of the Vikings. Jeff Bostick was a center for the Washington Redskins sure. for three of their Super Bowls in the 80s. Ray Donaldson was a center for the Colts for like two decades. And then Matt Mark Stepnowski of the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s. He won two Super Bowls, all centers. Yep. Uh, some older guys, they linebackers, and some offensive linemen. Jim Youngblood of the Rams, Bob Bruning of the Cowboys, Randy Gratisher, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro for Denver, a linebacker. You said Jim Youngblood? Yeah, different Youngblood. Huh. Rod Martin, linebacker for the Raiders oh, in the yeah. 80s. Sure. Kevin Glover. Big interception in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. Oh, in that 1980? That was Rod Martin. And we're not saying him anymore. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that Super Bowl sucked. Uh, and then Kevin Glover, offensive lineman for the Lions for like two decades. Other names you might know, you said Shelton Quarles. Yeah. Larry Izzo. Ooh. Uh, Jeff Ulbrich. Right. And then Hugh Douglas oh, from the Hugh. Eagles was yeah. 53. Hugh, he was down there in Tampa with me for one year. Gruden, he never suited up for a game. Gruden used to just go, I just feel better getting off the bus with Hugh on our team. Thick dude. Oh, my gosh. What? But he never played? He didn't. I he think just he said that up, all the time. He was like, he was like our fourth linebacker, and they just wanted somebody that was experienced in case something happened. And then nothing happened. And nothing happened. But, man, he was awesome, dude. Also wearing 53 is the player that just passed away for the Indianapolis Colts, Edwin Jackson. Right. He was on the side of the road, got hit by a drunk driver. Damn. Uh, it has turned into a national fiasco because he was an un- undocumented immigrant. He had been uh, deported twice. But I don't want people to lose fact of you have a 25, 26-year-old football player that was in the NFL and had his life taken by a drunk driver. It is too easy to do Uber or Lyft. It is too easy. Now, the problem was is he wasn't behind the wheel. Right. So I just want to say that to the Colts fans, to the Jackson family, we're the Players Podcast, and I really hope that eventually people learn to stop getting behind a wheel and drinking. I just don't. Yeah, you're right. It this doesn't make sense. Age, it makes no sense. I mean, it's, it's just you don't so have many to avenues. get your car. Yeah, it's too right. easy. Right. It's so, too easy. And it sounds like there's more issues with this man. Tons of issues. Right. But so. I just wanted to say RIP. Yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking of you, Jackson family. Uh, we... Uh, when even when J- Jimmy Garoppolo went to the Niners, you were one of the first people to say, "Yeah, I don't know. I still think they might try and get Kirk Cousins." Right. Well, Albert Breel wrote wrote an article in Essence confirming that mm-hmm. that they were still thinking about Kirk Cousins. So. Chris Sims, congratulations. You continue Chris. to be a newsbreaker in this industry. Thank you. You're I like, mean, you're like Adam Schefter and everybody and Rappaport put together. Well, I just can't. Schefterport. I can't say, though. Again, I had no knowledge of that. I just, like I've told you with you Josh. Just said, I know Kyle. I know these people, right? I know them. I know what their, how their brain works. I know their football thoughts. And I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but it's also why I'm friends with them because we do have that common language of football knowledge, whatever it may be, and thoughts. And yes, uh, I always thought that. And people like, I, even because Josh heard me kind of say it to Albert Breer on radio, on Radio Row in Boston. And Albert kind of confirmed like he had heard that. But I had told them like on, on there, like, I don't know that for sure. But I've known Kyle for 20 years, yeah. and I just had a feeling of adding up all the things I've read and seen. And again, I said even then, 
I don't ask him questions like that because I don't. You don't want to know the answer. Well, if he gives me the answer, then I can't talk about it. It's like what your dad said about Sean Payton in the Super Bowl. Your dad knew that Sean Payton was going to kick the onside kick before he told him. Right. And then when Sean Payton told him, then your dad went, well, now I can't fucking say say it. That you might have a trick play. Right. Right. Exactly right. That's what happened. So a lot of times I don't ask my football coach friends the really tough questions because I know if they give me the answer, then I'm the asshole who told something that I was not supposed to tell. That's the kind of insight you get from Chris Sims. He protects his friends. Uh, Five years, 137.5 million, but let's get to the exacts. It's a $35 million signing bonus, $74 million guaranteed. I believe it's the third largest guarantee behind Luck and Stafford. Right. Comes out to about 27.5 per season. Here's one thing, though, that I really like what the Niners did. Mm-hmm. Because they have over $100 million in cap this year, They instead of everybody else backloads it, they frontloaded it. Get it out of the way. They gave almost $37 million this year. So what turns out to, in 2019, he's only the third. 13th highest paid quarterback. There is value if it plays out the way it will. Sure. Oh, he only got signed after seven starts. Do you remember how many games Aaron Rodgers played before he got his big contract? Mm. Seven. Was it seven? Same wow. exact number. Awesome. So we've seen a precedence before, yes. and just like what we're thinking with Jimmy Garoppolo, it turned out to be a value for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was not the highest paid quarterback right. for most of his career, right. even when he was the best Still quarterback. Still now, right. Still now he's been passed up by a bunch of guys again. And in terms of the numbers, here's what Kyle said about the numbers. Quote, everyone wants to talk the numbers. Man, that's what quarterbacks cost. Right. I look at everything as this. Is this a top guy? Is this the guy that has a chance to be one of the better guys in the league? And once you believe that, you do whatever it takes to keep him, and that's what it takes to keep him. There you go. I mean, I think it's brilliant. First of all, you know I love the fact that I, I hate that we, you know, we pay play athletes for what they have done. That's always been a pet peeve of mine. Instead of what they will. Yes. And here we are as a guy that's not even into his prime yet. And yeah, you're that's what quarterbacks cost. That's what an elite quarterback costs in the NFL. You have a team that knows, okay, first of all, you have a head coach who knows quarterbacks, been around a lot of good ones, got to see this guy for about nine weeks in a row and said, hmm, he's talented, he's got the mental makeup, oh, and his physical skill set fits what I want to do offensively. So at the very worst, they have a ton of money, like you said, over $100 million in salary cap, cap space, and they know he's the guy for at least the next two years, really three. They're already sold on that. So it's brilliant from that standpoint. And yes, like you said, by the end of this contract, people are going to be past that at this point. Yes. But yes, I mean... Coming up next, Cousins, Rogers, Big Ben, Wilson, Breeze, Matt Ryan. Right. All looking for new contracts. Right. All of them are going to get more money than Jimmy Garoppolo did. I, I would, Not all of them, excuse me. It'll be interesting to see. But, because like Roethlisberger and Breeze, I'm going to be interested to see what they ask for and I, where they that's go what I'm with saying. it. Those guys can screw over They can teams. screw over their team. Like Kobe Bryant did his last year exactly. with the Lakers. They could go right. for a $30 million contract and throw off the whole market. No doubt about it. They have to be smart. I mean, to me, if Drew Breeze and Roethlisberger want to win in one more Super Bowl and add that to their resume, uh, then... Yes, they have to make sure that they don't overvalue themselves yes. to go, oh, I'm still in the prime of my career in but a franchise. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Matt Ryan? They're gonna they're Holy they're crap. gonna shatter this. Because they have the track record over Jimmy Garoppolo. And the future. Yes. Right. So, Not as good of a future as I don't think as Garoppolo no, has. No, but Rodgers and, and Ryan have 
I mean, they have at least five, six really good years Kyle left Kyle also said about Garoppolo's throwing motion, yeah. the balance he has. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have a big hitch into a big throw. No. He can sit there flat-footed like a jugs machine and shoot it out any time. He's got a quick release, as you can imagine. He's like Romo, Rogers, very high regard. Yes. He also went Stronger on to— Stronger arm than Romo. Stronger arm, stronger arm than Romo. Yes, better, better, uh, better overall athlete too. He also said that he learned a lot about Garoppolo because he threw him out there and didn't think he knew the complete op- offense. And the fact that he was able to see him exist and still make plays when he didn't know the plays, mm-hmm. he said that's what solidified in his mind. He can improv and he can pick up my playbook so fast. Right. That seems the big thing for Kyle is who's going to understand my language, and then if it falls apart. Still make a play. Yes. I mean, he's going to, Kyle, not only understanding his language, being able to, of course, be the general of the offense, direct everybody. Kyle is also going to teach you, like, listen, you just listen to me, like, and just read this guy. He's going to be wide open. Like, you know, just look at this guy and this coverage. I've set the play up to go look at this guy. If he's here, throw it here. If he's there, throw it there. It's like he can make it that easy. So if he gives you enough of those and then you show on the 12 plays a game that he can't fuck over the defense with his scheme and you can make plays with your physical ability, that's when you know you have a superstar, right? Do you think that Kirk Cousins... Has no, that he's same not as ability. talented as Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, like the same improvisational play breaks down. He does. He just doesn't have the physical ability to pull it off the way Garoppolo does. I mean, what Kyle they said. They can both escape. They right. can both run to the right. Garoppolo's going to throw it a little bit further, further, a little more quicker accurate. at least. Yes, and more accurate. Yeah, he's just a cleaner version of a Kirk Cousins. I yeah, mean, I think he has a higher a, ceiling than Kirk Cousins. I agree. Yes. The best thing about Kirk Cousins is how high his floor is. Kirk Cousins is never going to really that's, have a bad game. That's that's right. He's that's always going to do what you want him to do. Right. The question is: is is he going to? Does he ever be a next? top five quarterback? And I would say no. You're right. And Garoppolo has this traits for me to say that. What's your view from the constant amazement of quarterback culture and the amount of money they get when you just observe media? I think. I think that people are always their tendency is going to be to say ah they don't deserve that much money yeah. but I completely agree with Kyle that if that's what the market says that they right? get paid then that's what you get paid. It's every you, time though, Sims. Every time it comes out, we're like disgusting. 137 million. And 137 million. The ninth guy on the Warriors bench is making that, but he's allowed to do that. And the, the quarterback who's getting killed for a living can't. Yeah. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays even close to what he played like in the five games that he played this year in San Francisco over the course of a season, yeah. everyone is going to say he's absolutely worth that. Yeah. No doubt. They have, they're striking by the irons hot. The team, the city, everybody believes in this guy. Now oh. you can sell to your free agent. Hey, we got a special we got quarterback here. How we got big the guy. A, how big? I mean, they have to be a huge destination. No doubt. The cash, offensive players. I have players in the NFL reaching out to me to go, can you put in a good word for me with Kyle? I'd want to go play with the 49ers. Really? Yes. Yes. That's has it been, tell us. Has it, been, has it been the whole offseason? Has it been since? Towards the end of the season, before their season were the even over. When they beat the Jaguars, right. probably. Well, and they just go, and you could just look at Kyle's history, just like when we talked to Hawkins, right? Yes. He just, if you play receiver in offense like Kyle or Josh McDaniels or Sean Payton, they just go, they go and they go, oh my gosh, like even on a bad day, I'm going to get the ball five times. Like this offense has limitless boundaries. And, and this guy is calling the plays and designing the plays is so brilliant that he's almost going to give me like five free catches every game. And receivers and running backs see that and they I mean, want to be a part of that. Think about this if you're a free agent, 
you have a young up-and-coming mind who's going to put points on the board. Mm -hmm. You have a quarterback under contract for five, six years. You have a GM that is a future Hall of Famer that truly cares about his players. You have a progressive owner who has come out before and stood on the side of the players, and you're living in maybe a top-five city in the United States in San Francisco. What else do you need? And they have some of the most cat room in the league. Exactly. Unreal. No. And Seattle's falling apart. Arizona doesn't have a head coach, and the Rams are your rival. I mean, it's, it's, it's hilarious. The NFC West, I'm just going to be excited to flipped. see. It's totally flipped. I mean, I just would be shocked if the 49ers and the Rams aren't at the top of that division next year. Let's start off with our first guest from the NFC West. Yeah. Patrick Peterson, Arizona Cardinals, full admission. Sims got a little upset at me. Oh, left go assholeness. Because Sims like, oh, you're definitely like a top five corner in the NFL. And I was like, no. I actually have Sims' top five list, and you're not on it. Sims had to explain to Patrick Peterson why he wasn't a top five. And then he explained to us why he won't be back on the podcast. No, we had a great time. We had a great time. Patrick Peterson, a future television star, joins Sims. All right, so I'm going to start while uh, Patricia is doing my makeup. Uh, we're here with Pat Pete, Patrick Peterson. Um, is this your crew? Where? Is life a movie? Or are you just... The, all these cameras that are following you around. Oh, you see, yeah, that's the, I want to know what Pat Pete's working on. Oh, how about this? Pat Pete, wave to my mom right there. She's Where's the one smiling. Oh. Wave her hand. Yeah, Sharon Lefko just showed up. <laughs> Eagles know, fans at the Super Bowl. He's an Eagles fan. My Patrick. mind is blowing. He's all right now. in. I'm rooting for the Patriots just so he's not happy on like Monday it. morning. I like it. Okay. I, like I don't it. like it. It's <laughs> unnecessary, and I don't need this kind of pressure. Let's go, Patriots. How are you feeling? Feeling great in yourself, man. You're positive. You're happy. Always happy. Life man. is good. Life is great. Okay, hold on. What are you working on right now? What is the Patrick Peterson game plan right now? Right now? Yeah, I want to hear the blueprint. I'm working as far as offseason or what I'm, why, why am I here? I'll tell you Not what. Outside the helmet. I'll tell you what he's working on. He's working on, he's a little pissed off that he is being disrespected as one of the best corners in football. That's one. That's one. I heard that comment from him this week, and I was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, he probably has been a little. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call a little bullshit. Yeah. You didn't put him in your top five. I didn't put you into my top five this so year. So let's start there because he's going to gas you up. Yeah, you got to start with the truth. Great. Yeah. Fine. Let's do Sim. this. Who were the five guys you had over him? Gosh, damn, I can't even remember off the top I can. of my head right now. Jalen Ramsey, right. Uh-huh. Lattimore from the Saints, yes. AJ Bouye, yep. uh, Xavier Rhodes, yep. and then who was the other one? Fucking A, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Uh, hold on a second. You Maybe. were like six, but I'm sorry. I Don't, don't get mad at me, man. Nah, I'm, a lot of years you've been one or two. I'm not upset at all. He has all you right. over the Talibs. He has you over Chris Harris. And uh, all wait, stuff. who was it, though? I cannot remember right I've now, but either way. Wild like- guest. Probably, probably was Casey Hayward. I, I, you know what? First of all, I think it's really interesting because I've heard you bring him up. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to, like, what, what impresses you about Casey Hayward? Because nobody even thinks about him as one of the he's top baller, players of football. He's a baller. He's a, he, he just has a, he has a knack for the ball. He, he can play off. You know, um, in speed sports, I mean, he's been all pro the last two seasons. Yeah. I think, yeah. look, the reason that I, I think – your rating drops. You're still a fucking shutdown. You're still an absolute baller. Right. Is because wi- the winning teams always get more credit. Right. That's really what happens to all but, these yeah, ratings. And that's what. And that. And it's that's nonsense. What dis- that's that's the that's the disappointing thing about it. Because when I did get All Pro in 2015, the year after I had a better season when I got All Pro. Right. Isn't it crazy? Right. That, that's my, that's and that's why I'm upset. And here's why you shouldn't be upset. 
if you can understand that all of these people were here on Radio Row, mm-hmm. all these stupid fucking radio shows <laughs> and their dumb television shows, they don't watch. Right. But what they do is they go, all right, I got to do a cornerback. Yeah. Oh, man, the Vikings, what a season. I should honor someone from that. Yeah. Oh, this guy led the league in interceptions? Right, right, right. I'm going to put him in, too. Yeah. So yeah. don't get upset about the minds of dumb people. Yeah. Everyone in here. I won't, I won't say I get upset with the minds of uh, of people. I won't okay. even call yeah, them. Yeah, I, I went too far. Yeah, I let you see. I have that let problem. You, let you live with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I just I just want, because for me, I work entirely too hard for my game not to be noticed. Like, I'm attracting the team's number one receiver every week. So I'm looking for the action, but I'm not yes. getting the action. Yes. <laughs> You're right. You can't get stats because they're not being thrown your exactly. way. Like I'm I think it was Marcus Peters who I put at five. I don't think it was. You no, know, it wasn't my Marcus Peters. I'm still thinking. He's got me all like thinking about it now. And I like Marcus. Marcus is uh, he's a gambler. He's, he's a different guy, yeah, right? He doesn't get up in your face. Jalen like Ramsey, him. Xavier Rhodes, AJ Bouye, Tremaine Johnson. Oh, I went with Tremaine. Marshawn That's Lattimore. right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Just I want to hear your truth because I think that you're confident in yourself because you are a top five guy. Right. You're right. You're right there, and I think it just depends on the numbers and stuff which you can't right. control. Right. It's it's a fluctuating. No, no. Thing. So tell me why I'm fucking stupid for not putting you. Up. That's what I, I mean. Give me your for breakdown one, of you. For one, just go in. My thing is you don't have to take I, anybody I, down I or love, anybody else. I love what the the younger guys are doing. Right. But it's just crazy to where like like Josh Norman the year he had. Right. Yeah. One good year. No disrespect to Josh. He had one good year. Totally they, right. They put him on a pedestool. And he doesn't even match and up I, and my man. And I've been doing it since a rookie. Yeah. Since I stepped into the game. Right. I've been doing it. I've been, there wasn't no other corner doing it no. but Darrell Reeves since I got in the league. Yeah. Right. I was doing the same exact thing he was doing since a pup. Yeah. So I, I, I pretty much started this. Well, I won't say started this trend. Could, got this trend on I want the number one guy. Right. Because when me and, me and Richard Sherman got into it, you know, in our younger right. ages in our career, I was like, you're not following no one. So how could you consider, you know what I mean? We and, always say people yeah. are, are not good at evaluating how much pressure is put on a player right. by a scheme. No doubt about it. Yeah. And ask Dion, ask all these shutdown corners around the league, what would you rather do to, to be considered the best? Right. I want to go out the best 90% of the game. Uh, Dion talks about you in such high regard always anytime I hear him. Right. Uh, You know, it's so many interesting things that I could ask you, too, like football-wise. I actually am always amazed at your coverages in Arizona because I used to be like, what the fuck coverage is this? Because you're playing man and the rest of the team would be playing like quarters. Right. Uh, Go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. Go from there. No, you go on on and on for as far as the defense as well. Right. Look at at what other guys have around them. Yes. And look what. That's important. Like, when you you see Patrick Peterson guarding someone, I don't have no one around. Right. There ain't no safety. Right. Now, over the last two years, we had an okay pass rush, but I never had a pass rush. Right. I never had a defensive front. Right. So I'm, I'm covering longer than everybody. Yep. I'm getting screened and picked more than any other defensive back in the game. Right. So they have to look out how I'm transcending the game. And that's what that's what I'm telling That's what disappoints me the most because, like you said, they're not watching the they're game. Not, they're they're watching stats. No, of course. I, uh, I take great pride in, like, evaluating myself. That's what we talk about. Like, we evaluate ourselves yeah, when we make the self-scout. Yep. Right. So I'll, I, I, I'm going to – I'll self-scout myself He's going to look and see what he One guy uh, that I, I thought – something happened this year I thought was funny. You got a pick. It was a great pick. Uh-huh. You're running down the field. Here comes Marquise Goodwin. Uh-huh. How fast is that? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy shit, man! He's a he's because tra- you're fast. Yeah, he's a track star for a reason. Man. I mean, that guy, 
because I knew he was behind me because <laughs> I was guarding him on that play, and I knew yeah. he was somewhere in the facility. Right. When I picked, it was a fumble recovery. Oh yeah. Uh, when that, I picked that. up the fumble recovery, and I should have ran straight. When I ran, di- you ran diagonal. When I ran across the field, I just gave him more yards to come get me. And, I was and like, all of a sudden, a you fuck. did, you did like yeah. you're like, oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> I was like, who? Where is a this? dog's chasing me. <laughs> just straight speed, like just straight speed, not even talent, whatever else. Who's that guy like in the NFL where you just go, damn, like they're the best at just r- taking the top off the defense? Now, not having to face him in a real game yet, right, dude? Tyreek Hill. Oh, oh my gosh, God. right? Whew. That's unreal. That's so fast, young when man. You can, right you, there, how many times can you be forty yards ahead of everybody? <laughs> throw up the peace sign. That's when you know you're fast. He's fast. Okay, so this is another conversation that we've had on this podcast a lot, right? Because I always Are talk you about go Antonio Brown. No, what? No, no. Okay. We actually already yeah, we talked talk, about Antonio talk about earlier. He's he thinks Odell Beckham Jr. is the best receiver. He just hasn't As got to should. play him, so he can't say he's the hardest yeah. to defend yet. Uh, I always talk about this, like soccer. Mm-hmm. If our best athletes <laughs> wanted to play soccer. We would whoop the shit out of the rest of the world. He I mean, believes if the Patrick Petersons and the Julio Jones and the Odells at the age of two picked up a soccer ball instead I of agree. a football, that Messi and Ronaldo wouldn't have a chance. I agree. You agree, right? I mean, we put Kevin Garnett at goalie and yeah. be like, all right, fuck you, you. You never win, and we're yeah. going to kick your ass. Uh, well, hold on. They yeah. actually have touch, and it doesn't require great athleticism. Right. How do you respond to that? Uh, well, that's just so stupid yeah, because I would be stupid. like a lot of these guys. Like I'm sure Patrick can probably. I've seen Patrick that's throw, and he returns punts so he can catch. Right. And I bet. Can you shoot baskets? Yeah, I can. Yeah. And see, so golf. he's got a little hand eye, and he plays golf. Right. Yeah. So wait, the yeah, other thing golf I want to requires touch. Too, You're right. right. How <laughs> many guys do you think in the NFL if they just said hundred meter dash from like if you said okay in high school screw LSU screw football I'm gonna compete in the 100 meter dash and try to go usa olympics like you think there's a good number of guys in the nfl that could at least be in the final heat i'm not saying they're gonna be the same training and the the body like fluctuation you know what i'm saying that that would be difficult you think that would be difficult that would be difficult because it's different running it's it's a different style of running that you really have to be and your body have to be built a certain type of way as well but the the running form the proper running form I think that's just something that's born in you. Huh. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Soccer players, you're not that special. <laughs> NFL, we're coming for you. <laughs> what we're going to do is, you two, you need each have a new kid, and then we're going to just train them as soccer players, right? Oh, so I, yeah. I, I got a daughter. She's going to be a golfer. I'm, I'm my caddy. I'm, I'm all already. Oh, uh, good, good for you. No, I want my little boy to play <laughs> baseball. Like, play baseball. Yeah, me too. The hell with that me football too. crap and getting killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh. No, we're not going there yet. Um, all right. Well, we got. I got to ask you some more. But what are you, you going to ask something? No. No. I was right. just going to get ready for when he has to make a sales pitch. Uh, <laughs> talk worry. about. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> talk about your Arizona Cardinals. I mean, we've heard like Von Miller say that they want Kirk Cousins and he thinks they can get him over the oh, top. Yeah. You know, like you miss, you need a quarterback. Right. You got a lot of things going on with your team. I mean, yeah, new D coordinator need a quarterback. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald is he going to stay? Yep. Uh, just kind of give the state of the union of the Cardinals. Yeah, because you are the face right now. Uh, yeah, I think I think honestly we we did a, we we did a great job of hiring um, and, and Steve Wilkes. So right. I think I think Larry will be back because he's playing entirely too well. And for Kirk, um, I mean we're really the ideal spot for for any quarterback because one you don't have to play in the cold weather. Two, we have a, a, a beast of a running back. Right. And three, you you're gonna have a solid defense every year. 
that to where if if, if you need the defense to go out there and win your games, we we're capable of doing that. Right. And you have playmakers on the offense on the defensive side of the ball too that can shorten the fields up for you. We can take the ball away, put you in better positions to be successful. Right. All right I have two things. Yeah. We, I know we got to go quick. I'm sorry. Uh, one has it's your show though, right? Yeah, but you people, you guys have to do it. You got to make money. You're kind uh, of a big deal yeah. around here. Um, has Steve Wilkes like talked to the team yet? Have you got a chance to like hear him? Um, no, because they they hired uh, Coach Wilkes literally Monday when I was heading over to. Uh, to have the you Pro Bowl. talked to him on the phone or I anything? Did, I did. What did he say to you? He just he, he he's excited. He's excited to be a part of the Arizona Cardinals community. Yeah. Uh, he's. I mean, more than ecstatic on what the pieces that he had oh on the defensive side of the ball. Think about the secondary he's pieces the he's been messing with in Carolina. I mean, wow. they really haven't had pieces like you guys, right. Buda Baker, Tyron Matthew, you. I mean, it's the future's and, and, there. And not only that, My, we, our front, our front, our oh, front seven. I mean, shit, Chandler, yes. Chandler Jones was like, I'm going to really fucking Marcus, gonna get Marcus Golden back next year. DG, um, now, now, my other question is this. Something happened when you played the Jaguars this year that Sims has harped on a lot. End of the game, Blake Bortles threw a five-yard pass right into Tyron Matthews' chest, and after the game, uh, Doug Marone for the Jaguars came out and said, I got greedy. I threw a pass at the end of the game. Sims has come out and said that he believes Blake Bortles is the 70th best quarterback in the NFL. You have played a lot. (laughs) Is he crazy, or is he being so honest that you can't comment? No comment. No comment. It's great. It's great. All right. It's great. Here's what we're going to do. I like you very much. <laughs> Patrick. I, I, there's so many things I want to ask you. I know, you. I but know. another Damn, time. We'll have, I, we'll have him in New York. I, I, look, I he's love, got the Dolce Gabbana. He's got everything. He's, look, he's got shoes. the Cartier I wrist. know. He's like real cool and everything. All right. So give us your sales pitch, whatever you're selling. We are going to judge you one through ten. We're not oh. going to help you. At, uh, you as a salesperson performer. So whenever you're ready, dun, deliver dun, it right dun. to them. Meaning selling while, 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 what I'm here for. Yeah, what, what you you're here well, for. Yeah, we want to hear your pitch. My pitch is I am Patrick Peterson. I am the official media correspondent for Audience Sports. I'm here going to be conducting um, a bunch of interviews, take you guys red carpet backstage to the uh, Direct TV Super Saturday party. J-Lo's going to be there. Got a bunch of A-list celebrities that, that's going to be there. You can follow, follow Audience Sports. On, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to get all the behind the scenes of me and all these cool athletes and celebrities. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a week. So follow Audience Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Very professional. Very professional. What are you going, Sims? I am going with uh, the standard eight. Oh, okay. Okay, eight okay, okay, okay. Here's eight. why. Here's why. When he said J-Lo, I went, damn, that's a good sales pitch. That's a good <laughs> that's sales pitch. That's why I said J-Lo. You know what I realized by your sales pitch? What's that? That means you're next. I did not know you were here with Audience. Audience was here last year with Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Marshall. That means that you have been knighted as the future <laughs> broadcaster. Yeah. That's a current wow. player. Think Look at about those that. pearly whites. That's he, his fucking he had teeth are perfect. Year, Look at his fucking now. teeth. I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> They're I don't want to talk about it. Me and you, we got that crowding on the bottom. Shit's oh, looking, my shit's uh, I, like that fucked up white <laughs> trash lower jaw. Patrick Peterson, Sims is going to self-scout. We're going to make sure. No, no, I actually feel bad. You made me feel bad that you told him that in front of me. You're an asshole. You fucking were like, Man, you're the best quarterback, quarterback ever. I just it, have to tell him the bullshit. facts. Tell it was just this year really I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's only this year. You're not mad at me, are you? Not at all. No. Because right. you know what? All. What he says, if you look at the whole career, and he's better than... Well, yes. That, it was just... Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to make sure. I won't sure. call them one-hit wonders, but it just... They yeah. haven't done it like you've done yeah, it yet. Facts. I've done it year after year after year. Except for one year. 
Patrick Peterson. When he was dealing with diabetes yes, and diabetes. still found a way. He I mean, came back and got all yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yes, sir. All right. Good seeing you. Yeah, You're the man. Yes, sir. You can come on here whenever you want. Patrick will be that Brandon Marshall guy. I agree. I mean, you said that, and I think you're spot on. With, like, I saw, with that I saw him later that night, too. Right. The same night I saw Emmett Smith, who I don't want that interview to come out. Uh, but he was all smiles. He's just, he's one of those humans that's got it all figured out. Definitely. He's really talented. He's going to work his ass. Could he be a safety later in his career? I think he could be. He's not afraid to tackle. I mean, he doesn't like want to go out there and kill people, but yeah. he's always been a willing tackler. Yes, he can be that kind of guy. I feel bad for him. Because now he's got McVeigh and Shanahan twice, four times a year. Oh, he's, yes, his head's going to be just on gonna a swivel. And they're just going to pick on with Marquise Goodwin no and speed. Did you see that your your Yankees traded for Russell Wilson? I did. Did you think anything more of it? Because I'm going to go out of left go field. No, I I did not. Uh, I This is what I thought of, like, right away. First of all, my little boy was like, Dad, Russell Wilson went to the Yankees? <laughs> And I was like, yes, it's all right. I was like, he was on the Rangers. He's not going to really play. Because your son play. has a Russell Wilson Seahawks jersey. Russell Wilson is his favorite player. I've nailed it down to that. Because I, the other night I over put him on the Odell, spot. Over Rodgers, over I did. Over I was Eli. like, who is your favorite player? I want to know who's the one guy. Serious? And he goes, hmm, I think Russell Wilson. And I said, oh, I, I told Deshaun Watson that. I told him you liked Russell Wilson a little better than him. And he was like, oh, you didn't really say that, Dad. Uh, but I got to think this. This is my first thought. I mean... I thought whatever, and then I also thought the last Russell Wilson contract was a disgrace to Russell Wilson. Like they underpaid him. What did they give him? Four years, eighty million, right. something like that. Right. I mean, he's got to be looking and go. I won. I was in two Super Bowls, and now Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make forty million dollars more than me. What? Right. So I got to think that's playing in his brain a little bit, and they're going to have to start thinking about re-signing him here in the next year because I love. What did you think? So Brian Cashman came out. GM of the Yankees and said, we just want him near our young guys. And I went, love that. That's, That's smart. great. Right. If there's one franchise in sports that I think can make you start questioning, they're, they're all saying right now he's not a two-sport athlete. That's fine. Right. But he could be a one-sport athlete with the Yankees. I don't think he's that talented. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So let me just say that. I don't know how good of a baseball player he was. I'm sh- To be that athletic, I'm sure he's pretty damn good. I, I think he's pretty damn good. I don't know if he can bat. You know right. what I mean? All that it's stuff. It's why he went to Wisconsin. Was to do the double. Well, because they North Carolina State, basically, he said that last year, I'm going to play football and baseball. And they were like, well, then no, you, we don't want you in the football and team. He and he said, fine, I'll see you. I just know that if he's able to get a taste of what it's like to be a Yankee, yeah. Adelefco Field, right. that is a very tantalizing touch. No doubt. I mean, that You touch that and you are... Oh. The I mean, King of New York Sabathia City. walks around and he's treated like a god. Yes. Russell Wilson might not even get noticed. So I am very intrigued by it. I did not think about what you said where he could Elway it. Oh, no, no, I'll just go play for the Yankees. Yeah. That's what Elway did with the draft. Right. I don't want to go to the Colts. Right. I'm going to Elway this. So I would love if he used that in contract negotiations. I always thought his contract was a little disrespectful. I gave him credit because he kind of like took That's why a little John less. John Schneider gets so much credit. Is all of those guys, Michael Bennett, Cam yeah. Chancellor, took Richard a little Sherman, less than what they all were a little valued. Bit less than they were valued. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. 
Um, but Russell Wilson, future Yankee star. Yeah. New York, man. You got Russell Wilson on the Yankees, Ooh. and you got Tim Tebow on the Mets. Oh, baby. We are I'm swinging. a Yankee fan. Uh, one of the players that I think grew on us big time. I don't know if he's a two-sport athlete, but his name is Marcus Mariota. He was our last interview of Radio Row. He's the nicest person of all time. But you can tell the man is legitimately excited about his new offensive coordinator. Yep. He doesn't curse. He's very relaxed. He's very happy. Here is Marcus Mariota. So we are wrapping up Super Bowl Radio Row with Marcus Mariota, which is incredible, and you're wrapping up Radio Row with us. Works out. A culmination. And Spam Mosubu? Musubi. Musubi, damn it. What does that mean? <laughs> well, he's here for Spam. We're not getting into that yet. You're okay. going to have to pitch us on this later. But that's All what right. his mom used to make when he was growing up. I just of course. I wanted to remember. It's funny. Spam is big in Hawaii and Philadelphia. Really? Yeah, we love it. I don't think that's actually true. We like Scrapple, which is, I think involves spam. I don't know. It's think of the name. I don't. I've never heard of it either. They're they're weird in Philadelphia. We are weird. Yes. Uh, You officially, in my mind, have a play named after you. When you caught your own touchdown, I said on our podcast that will forever be known as a Mariota. So if anyone ever catches their own pass, oh, they pulled a Mariota. (laughs) The ball's in the air. What is going through your head? Not a whole lot. It was crazy. I, I was at the right place at the right time, and um, yeah. Just when you get to watch it, are you kind of like, holy shit, that was awesome? Yeah, pretty much. It's one of the coolest <laughs> stat the coolest? lines. It's the first. His first playoff touchdown pass was to himself. Oh my god! What the like? What? Who? What is that? Doesn't happen. And in the midst of like an incredible comeback. Yes, it was incredible yeah. comeback. Do you sit back now, and I know it didn't end how you wanted it to in New England, but what do you think your team learned from that Kansas City experience and the New England experience? I think really, though, even the week before, uh, playing at home to get in to beat Jacksonville was a huge, huge You're step. right. And then on top of that, to get the first road win in I don't know how many years yeah, um, was a big deal. And it was a step in the right direction for our franchise. And uh, I'm just excited. I think a lot of our young guys should have should have confidence from that and use this momentum going in. All right, so I want to say something. Stand, go, I'm going to stand up. Go ahead. Yo, Lefko is so in love with this. I know what Here, he's going to say already. Why. Watch this. He, he is just drooling over you on TV. Jacksonville game. You get the first down, and you stand well, there like this. Well, he stiff-arms the guy first. You stiff-arm the guy, and you stand there like this. Pectoral And the team flex. had no idea, and it shocked them. And then Kansas City. <laughs> lead blocker. Lead blocker lead to blocker. seal the game. Stand there like this. You're not that kind of guy. What came <laughs> over you in that moment? Emotion. Yeah, I like that emotion. guy, though. It Let was, him loose. Did your teammate, what did your teammates say to you after that? Uh, they were like that. They were, probably, they were just really surprised. Right. What does it mean to you because you're such a good guy that that, I mean, I think it fueled them. I really do. I Man, it's really just hard to describe. The, the emotion, the passion, I think, that, that you play with in the game week in and week out. Um, you know, I really, I kind of, I, I pride myself on being even killed. Yes. But, man, in those moments when it's like that, when the game's on the line, sure. it's tough. It's tough to just kind of be that same guy. And, um, you know, it, it's a game of emotion. And, um, right. man, I, I loved every second of it. When you play against Tom Brady, who is Mr. Even Keel, what do you learn from seeing that man work? A lot. I mean, as as you, I mean, even from a distance, uh, the way he prepares week in week out, 
both mentally and physically. Uh, it's very impressive. And then on top of that, when you sit there and you watch him during a game and he's making third and 18 or he, he drops back, he runs around and throws Runs back to the across. right and throws all <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, what? 40-year-olds don't do that shit, okay? I was, I was like, I mean, that's why he's, he's probably one yes. of the greatest ever. Yeah. And uh, we, we all can learn from a lot from him. I think no, so too. no doubt about it. Uh, I, all right, you talked a little bit about I asked you, like, what's the thing you want to work on in the offseason? Yeah, what do you say? So go ahead. Explain what your thing was. I mean, you want to take care of your body. Yeah. You said you're sick of the little nagging injuries and things like that, and you're going to go back to the drawing. Not that you don't work hard, yeah. but you're going to go back to the drawing board. Just kind of what are the, yeah. tell yeah, us. What that and, and really, for me, it, it came down to um, it, physically it's a, it's a brutal game, and you've got to play it for 16 weeks, hopefully more. And um, whether it's nutrition, whether it's – preparing your body physically in the weight room, uh, I definitely can do a better job of uh, just taking taking that and investing into into my body. And uh, I'm really going to kind of break it down during the offseason. I'm going to spend uh, a lot of time down there in California and um, just get it right. Who's the new OC? Matt LaFleur. Yeah, which is awesome. So uh-huh. <laughs> He's all excited. Yeah, Look at him. What, what excites what, you flex, about Go that? do your flex again. <laughs> yeah, we got LaFleur. Yeah. Here, hold on, before you go into that, and then he got Dean Pease, right? Yes. Here's what I like. So we talked to Aaron Donald, and he was so excited because Sean McVay came in, and like it was like, boom. But what I loved about Sean McVay is young, up-and-coming offensive guy that brought in Wade Phillips to handle the defense. It's that beautiful balance. Yep. Mike Vrabel, up-and-coming young defensive guy, gets the vet Dean Pease to oversee it with LaFleur, who's an innovative offensive coach. What about that offense do you go, it fits me great? I, I'm just excited. I Just sitting down talking to him a little bit. Uh, we couldn't really dive into all the football stuff, but just he's got a great perspective. I think he's he's innovative. He wants to put our guys in the best situation possible, and uh, I just have a lot of respect for that. Wasn't uh, he with Kyle and Sean? Yeah, that's what I mean. He's Mc- Kyle v- Shannon and Sean McVay. Yeah, Kyle had McVay and Lafleur on his staff in Washington Damn. at the same time. So, uh, and I'm close with Kyle, but it, I mean, I'm I'm excited for you in this offense because Thank they're going to make your life easier. And you're going to be the field's just going to be more wide open for yeah, you. Everything's so going to be spread out. I'm looking forward to. It. So yeah, a lot of mo- can you give them a sample kind of play in the Kyle? Oh uh, uh, well, it's, it's West Coast stuff. So I don't know. Have you been West? You haven't had any West Coast because Malark- Malarkey's totally different. So yeah, I mean he's going to be in like West right slot, 72 Z bingo U split. You know, can it with a 58 Lexus kind of kind of talk? He's yeah. like, oh, whatever. I don't care. He's like, I don't care what I'll comes in it. your mouth. Did but you, what do you think about Matt that? Matt Lafleur will get him right. Sounds good to me. It Sounds makes good. sense once they teach you it. It's very easy. Yeah. And it's gonna roll off his tongue, and they're gonna give you answers. That's what I'm excited. Like, what do you he's, mean? He's every formation. He's gonna go to the line of scrimmage, and he's gonna go, man. Lafleur has taught me what to do against every blitz, no matter what. I'm like in his brain to check to this or. Right get to that or whatever and i think that's going to be really cool to see my man work here love it that's yeah. awesome <laughs> uh derrick henry stud i want him to get 20 carries a game he's a volume guy for sure yeah uh can we get him more can you working tell matt for me please <laughs> we're working on it he's uh and you know what i think uh everyone got kind of a glimpse of what he's capable of doing in kansas city and um we're gonna feed that guy the rock i think he'd be special for us uh, I thought Corey Davis had one of those moments in the New England game where he's had a good season. But the New England game with that catch, it was like, oh, that's what we can see. Right. When you have that in your final game of the year, what does that do for you in terms of trusting him moving oh, forward? I think it's huge for, 
for all of us to see that. I think him battling through a little bit of injuries throughout the year, um, to do that in a big playoff game on the road, uh, that's going to give him all the confidence in the world. I'm excited to see what he can do. That's awesome. Uh, I want to ask you just because your division's about to get tough. Yes, I mean, it, it is. is. It's kind of tough already, but now you're going to have Josh McDaniels in there and, of course, your new head coach and Houston with Deshaun Watts. I mean, you guys got, like, and the holy Jaguars. Crap. Well, that's where I'm going. Okay, okay. So the Jaguars, <laughs> I mean, I'm in awe of their team at times, especially in defense. Like, as you know, they play, like, only two defenses, and they're kind of just like, screw you. Oh, this yeah. is what we play. Bring it. Yeah. What's it like being on the field with them and just – just go ahead talk about them. Yeah, you know what? They got a bunch of playmakers across the board. Right. Uh, whether it's up front or in the back end, uh, they have guys that can really change the outcome of the game. And um, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a fun challenge going up against those guys. Right. I think that group is probably probably the best in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And, um, man, like you said, it, it's, it's not a lot of scheme. It's just I'm going to line up here, and you can't really do anything about it. Man. And, um, you know, it's, it's impressive. You got to give them a lot of credit. But... Uh, you know, we, we play well against them. We look forward to the challenge next year. Right. What is the mentality if a receiver is kind of open on Jalen Ramsey? I, I'm always under the belief that if you got a guy, you trust your guy, just throw it. No matter who it is. He scares the shit out of me, man. He's, he's a hell of a player. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know who else is kind of fast? Adoree Jackson. And you were all over him, man, and he ended up going in the first round. But dynamic. Yeah. What does he bring to your team? Uh, man, a lot, a lot. And I think what he was able to bring to us on special teams uh, even was a bonus to how he played on, on defense. I mean, everyone goes through kind of rookie deals, and I thought he, for being a guy that coming straight into the league and yeah. to, to really cover some of the best receivers, I thought he played well. I, well I, I, I like to ask anybody this, and now you've been around, you've almost played almost every team in the league or at least seen them on film or whatever. Just though. Give me a guy, I like to ask anybody, just that sticks out in your mind that you've just been ultra impressed with, like whatever, you got on the field and you're like, oh my gosh, he's so much, he's an amazing player, or he's gigantic, or whatever it is. Oh man. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, just kind of the first name. Yeah, that just the first name, like just the freak of nature guy where you're just like, holy crap, like is this real? Oh man. I know, I'm putting you on the spot. It's Chip Kelly, it's hurry up, Blue 42, Blue 42. <laughs> you know what? Um, Either, either Cleo Mack or, or Von Miller. Yeah. Um, just from the standpoint of, you know what, they're going to come out and they're so fast. I mean, you like, <laughs> trying to get out of the pocket is, like, impossible against those guys. Right. And, um, you know, physically, they're they're gonna they're gonna push the pocket. They're gonna have you're gonna have guys in your face all the time with them, and um, I think they're they're so disruptive and some of the best players in the league. How excited are you that people aren't like so you and Jameis? Right? Like, I feel like that's finally done. Now, now you're a, an NFL pro, and he's an NFL pro, and it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. I feel like you guys were defined by that. Yeah, you couldn't first. even talk about one it without was annoying. the other. It yeah. was. Is it nice for that to be done? I mean, I don't really pay attention to a whole lot of it. Um, but you know what? I think going back to the combine and the draft process and being able to work with him, yeah. I think that competition in the weight room, on the field, throwing the football, made us that much better and that much more prepared for this step and nice um you know i i wish him all the best i think he's done well over there and i think he continues to be a, a good player we had a nice bonding event a few yeah, years it was like ago two years ago super bowl 50 what'd you just, learn about him it was me and him on a, i learned that what everybody knows now that he's truly one of the nicest guys in football he's yeah. so humble that i had to just brag about him all the time <laughs> 
to get his ass out of the shell to talk. Uh, but, I, I mean, we root for you. you got a special you. skill set. You know who else roots for you? Steven Nelson, Bleacher Report. Oh, my If God. you wanted to give a shout-out to Steven Nelson, I would yeah, appreciate it. appreciate the support, man. Thank and he's you. got these, uh, you know, he taught, He can do the Hawaiian, so he's oh, like, yeah. oh, brada, brada, <laughs> brada, brada, he, Whenever, like, you score and everyone in the shoots studio brada. goes, shoots, brada. <laughs> shoots, brada. Like, whenever Mariota scores a Bleacher Report, we're just like, shoots, brada, shoots, brada. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, so you're here with Span. Yeah. Here's how we work at Sims and Lefko. Let's move the football so we can. Yeah, I want you. We we don't judge the product. We judge the salesperson. <laughs> One through ten. Okay. I'm going to give you the floor. I want you to tell. I'm not going to give you the Matt LaFleur. I'm going to give you the floor. Just sell Span. Oh, pressure. Sell right it to here. America, and I want to see kind of the energy, the pizzazz. I want to see what you got. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. All right, Spam. It's versatile. You can put it in anything. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Uh, when you have an opportunity, you need a snack. Spam's the one for you. And um, I think on game days, if you have an opportunity to check out Spam.com, you can find a recipe for you, and you enjoy it. What about, what about your history with Spam? Give like the history. Family? Yes, yes. <laughs> no, seriously, come on. No, um, yeah, in all honesty, Spam has been a part of my life forever. Um, it was kind of fun how it worked out. Uh, being a kid from Hawaii, Spam is very, very much a part of the, the culture come here to minnesota where it's the headquarters of spam oh wow um just have an opportunity like today just to share the story and um you know whether it's spam musubis um or really just kind of spam and eggs uh i've kind of enjoyed it all my entire life and um yeah it's definitely a product you should check out sims well i'm going with a little i'm going with a seven okay (laughs) okay seven it was pretty strong i mean we had an egg on a little there at the end (laughs) so that knocked him a point i'm going an eight because i did not know that minnesota was the home of spam that was that i I have a question about it though like when you see it like you grew up with a product and now the product says we want you to represent us crazy right it's unbelievable and that's what's that's what's so fun about the super bowl and um it sucks not playing in the game, but you know what? Being able to work with Spam, work with so many good people. What is fun. your mom saying about it? Oh, honey, you're so good. <laughs> no, it's not all come wait, full circle. I dude. like that your mom put your ass in place this year. Oh, I know. What that, was that? He got a little angry with Testy with the reporter <laughs> after his game, and mom called up and said, hey, young man, act accordingly. Oh, yeah. Mom of the year. That was oh. awesome. I, got, I had like a 15-minute ordeal, and it was like... <laughs> Hey, you're better than that. And it's like you sit after the phone call, you're like, well, now I feel like the guiltiest person in the world. <laughs> right, right. So I sat down and, and I went and I apologized and made it all better. All right, I got one more question. <laughs> every Tennessee game I watch. He wants to leave. I know, I know. But every <laughs> Tennessee game. It, yeah. it is, it is. Every Tennessee game I watch, there's a guy in a pineapple outfit. I've never met him, though. You've never met no. him? No. Do, you, do you ever look up and see him? I do. And what, do you laugh? Because I crack up. I give him a little, I give him a hey. Oh, you do? Yeah. Man, we gotta set that up. You never met him in your whole no, life. No, I haven't. That Damn. would be a great Instagram moment. <laughs> Ooh, for the Instagram. So cool. Marcus Mariota. He invented a play this year called the Mariota. If you do in the backyard, you have to say, "Up, oh, I just pulled a Mariota." Uh, I'm excited for your new coach. I'm excited for the new offense. And I know how much weight do you want to put on this year? Not a whole lot, but okay. I want to. I want to be where I'm fit, like feeling good and, and putting the right stuff in my body. And he's got the right offensive line to do it. You always have to give those guys love. Marcus Absolutely. Mariota, man, happy for all your success, uh, thank dude. Thank you so much. Good luck. Good to see you. Thank yeah. you.
Marcus is just so damn nice. It's like the model citizen. He's the guy that you want your daughter to bring home. Like, truly. Is he... Are him and Russell Wilson in the same atmosphere with that, or are they a little bit different? I feel like Russell has a hair more of an edge about him. Right? Just a little. Like, I think Mariota can get it, and I think we saw a little taste of it at the end of the year, like when you were going crazy about him, like, flexing on the Jaguars and all that. Yes, I I think he might have turned a leaf. Do you think maybe that Marcus's is so pure while Russell is a little bit contrived? I think Russell got to ex- maybe contrive. I mean, Russell is somewhat trying to make sure that he talks himself into being the franchise. And I think so too. He's. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think mean, Mariota needs to be talked into being like a little bit crazy. Probably. I feel like Russell talks himself into no doubt about being that. the company. Guy. I, I think so too. Like, I'm Mr. Professional. I'm going to run these yes. Seahawks today, and they're going to all follow me. And if they don't follow me, I'll fucking carry them myself anyways, and we'll win the game. Like yeah. that's the way Russell has. Uh, and then, so look, if you guys know Sims and Lefko, you know that we care about a few things, and one of them is White Boy Supremes. Yeah. One of the kings of the White Boy Supreme is Tr- Christian McCaffrey. Was a white running back. <laughs> His dad was yeah. a White Boy Supreme. Right. And. This was the first time I had met Christian. You've met Christian a lot. Well, when he was little, right. right. But he is, I, I think he's the kind of guy that you meet and he adjusts to a locker room instantly. Yeah. He was, he's cool with Cam Newton. He's cool with Thomas Davis. I think that people think that he had a disappointing season. Right. The man still had, what, 70 catches? Had a great year. I, great I mean, I year. On, a t- the... on an offense that didn't have a lot of weapons. Right. I think that Mitchell Trubisky and Christian McCaffrey are two of a number of players that have been judged a little unfairly Agreed. based on the weapons around them. Agreed. Uh, you know, the John Rosses, that's just a situation that you, no, that's you a don't total disaster. No, McCaffrey, I mean, I think you said it right. McCaffrey's got all, super talent. He's got nobody, they had nobody around him. Yeah. Everybody focused on him. Greg Olson was hurt for a lot of the years. So yeah. defenses basically said, hey, the first thing we have to stop, okay, is Cam Newton a little bit. But then the second thing would be McCaffrey and how yeah. do we attack him coming out of the backfield running those routes? And we talked about all that. Here is Christian McCaffrey. All right, so we're just going to have fun. Honestly, we curse. We do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> no rules here, dude. Yeah, no rules. And we just talk ball. Like, it's not... We don't really get into that other shit. That's yeah, what we good. do, man. We're good? All right, dope. Um, white boy <laughs> supreme. You're, you're one of the ultimates. Oh. I, yeah. Top five. Christian McCaffrey... Uh, how long have you known the family Sims and Christian? Oh, I mean, Christian, when he was a little boy, saw him running around a few times. I, I mean, I think it was you. I don't even sure if it was you. It I don't even me. know. I remember. But I then think. your dad, yeah, of course, played receiver for the Giants for a few years. Right. His mom, his mom's the star of the family, okay? His mom is, is one he, of the Is co- he right? She's He's one right. of the coolest yeah, sure. ladies ever, okay? And not Ed's not the only athlete in the family. If I have this right, your mom's father, or was it the grandfather, was a great track star? Yeah, and actually my uh, my whole family had played played a whole bunch of sports. Uh, my dad had a bunch of, he, he was actually the only football player, but a bunch of basketball players in his family as well. So 
Uh, I hit the gene pool. Got very, very lucky with that. I got and one thing. This is like this is unfortunately how I remember your mom and your father. Okay. Oh God. I'm I, a what little, the hell does that even mean? Well, it's it's it might embarrass him. It's not okay, that bad. It might embarrass, embarrass him. <laughs> um, Already, it is. Uh, yes, your mom. Uh, when I, I guess I'm I don't know nine ten. She wore she would wear a T-shirt to the game that would say Ed is a giant in more ways than one. <laughs> Just For to real? let you know, yes, I, and I was young and I didn't really get it, and then I heard my parents talk about it maybe a few years later, and I was a little older, <laughs> and I was like, I remember that, and I couldn't figure that out. What you're that meant? Shocked. I'm not shocked at all. No, I, you're I, not shocked. Complete sense. No, no I, in fact, I expect that. She talked about <laughs> she talked about your uh, your dad's balls on ESPN a few yeah, weeks ago. No, she was quoted, I think, in uh, Sports Illustrated, saying, "The only reason I'm with Ed McCaffrey is to breed fast white kids." <laughs> I'm She's still with you. him, so I don't know if that's the only reason. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Well, look, we are also a very big breeding podcast. We believe in the art of breeding. We look at moms in the NFL all the time and go, that's the reason they're that's so good. That's why they're there. Uh, playing with Cam Newton, you were used, utilized in so many different ways. What was your first year like? Did it meet expectations or surpass it? Uh, you know, I didn't really know what to expect when I first started. All I kind of knew was, you know, play ball, do whatever I can to yeah. help the team, all that stuff. And, and and I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. You know, obviously it didn't end the way we wanted to, but, uh, you know, we, we, we were so close, which which is, a, you know, very bittersweet, but it gives us a lot of hope going into next sure. year. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we, we obviously were going to make some changes and, um, you know, we already have made some changes. So I, I think it'll be it'll be great. I'm, I'm extremely excited because I know, uh, you know the heart that the guys played with, and, and you know I think we all have have a lot of hope going into next year. Sure, I mean you got a bunch of dogs on your team. I got upset when Curtis Samuel went down because that was the game where I felt like the offense clicked. It was starting to come along. Yeah, he it was, was starting to get comfortable at receiver. Him and Funches were working together. Then you out of the backfield, and then he got hurt on that play, and it was like. That that piece. Who the hell? What game was that? He was in the end was zone. In he was about. It was Miami. Yeah, he was about yeah, to catch Miami. the ball in the end zone and got his leg rolled and up his, on. Right. Yeah. No, right. absolutely. I, I think you're exactly right. I think uh, you know we had a bunch of guys starting to come together. You know, Kurt obviously was was really starting to come together, especially in that game. I know, it was clicking. I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, you know, Demir Bird was another guy too who, sure. uh, who who did some great things for us, and then you know ended up getting hurt again, which was tough, but. Uh, you know, we had some unfortunate injuries. You know, that's that's part of the game, obviously, as you, as you guys yeah. know. Um, but uh, you know, once again, I think that piece of it. You know, a couple other pieces of the offense. You know, I think we're we're ready to you know get in a rhythm. Yeah, I, next year, so. I always love to ask. I mean, I, especially rookies. Like, what was your who's the guy this year that you saw on the field for the first time, and you were like, holy shit? Whether he's fast, big. <laughs> But who was the guy that you were just you walked away from yeah. the game and going that guy is fucking amazing? Well, I didn't have to go very far right. to get that moment because because I remember I stepped in the in the locker room with Julius Peppers oh. and I was like this is pretty surreal. I was I was five when he got drafted, right? And so now I'm in the locker room with this guy who I, I had you know watched him forever. I had posters on his wall and you know first team period he's at the right end. And I'm at running back. I'm like, this is kind of real, you know what I mean? And so, so that was probably the first, uh, you know, experience where I, where hey, I, I Christian, yeah, yeah. I'm coming for you. Hey, the first time I walked out on the field, we played North Carolina. My my senior, my was my senior year at Texas, and we were playing yeah. them. And I walked out on warmups, and I saw Julius Peppers, oh, yeah, and geez. I I literally, I promise you, on the field said, "Holy fuck, Julius!" <laughs> 
I didn't realize you were this fucking big. And he just looked at me and he was like, oh, you're crazy. And he walked away. <laughs> that sounds about right. What about, what about you walk in the locker room and there's Cam Newton? What no, about that absolutely. size? No, that that was. I mean, it's it. He's a he's a different kind of person. You it's know, another kind, species uh, of human. Yeah, you're, when you're that big, that athletic, and you have you know so much talent, it's it's special, man. And you know, I I, uh, I love that guy, man. I can't wait to, to continue to play with him. And um, you know, I, he he's a he's a special special player, special athlete. For it was sure. we had Gerald McCoy, and Gerald said the the problem with playing Cam is he doesn't talk to you. He ignores the other team and he just talks to the crowd. And he'll drop the ha. That's right. He he see what is he saying? Like what what's going? Like he's, he looks like he's talking the whole game. Yeah, I mean Cam's a guy. He he thrives off momentum. Yeah, you know, and, and he he's really the juice uh, when he's clicking. I think everybody's clicking. Sure, you know, he can get going, especially when you get to some no huddle stuff. Uh, you know he 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 really gets going. Everybody feeds off that. Right. So, um, what does he know. say in the huddle when the momentum is clicking? Do you remember any good lines? Yeah, he he's very even even key when it comes. But he's not like, come on, boy, we gonna get this. Like, I just feel like he would say something and be like, Christian. Oh, you've been watching no. film, huh? Wait, watch <laughs> that's this. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's, yeah. No, that was hilarious. Oh, I, so I, good. I, you know, were you on the field that play? I caught the touchdown pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so. That is unreal. Did you that, hear him say it? Oh yeah. I he so it's funny because I heard it, and as soon as I heard it, I knew it was gonna be a touchdown because he they was were telling the other Cam, but he was telling his other linebacker, right. you know who. Uh, you know, that it was going to be the wheel route. And so I kind of looked at Cam. He looked at me, <laughs> smiled, and that's when he said, oh, you've been watching film, huh? That's cool. Watch this. Set hut. And a touchdown, right? So, was, I mean, that was a that was a awesome moment. I oh. kind of tried not to smile when you know during the play. It was the first time I ever felt like any kind of emotion during a play. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, you know, that was hilarious. But he, he talks all the time, man. But he, he's extremely, you know, motivating, and he, you know, he's always giving us – uh, you know, di- different little speeches. He, you know, he's the juice to, to our yeah. offense. So yeah. that's, you know, he, he does really keep us going. I'm so happy for you that you came in an era that knows how to use you. You uh, know, I feel yeah, like 10 definitely. years ago, your dad's era would have been like, listen, <laughs> you're punt a returns, too kick small. returns. Yeah. 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 And now you're the ultimate mismatch for people. Yeah, no, it, it, you know, I definitely. I think football's adapting, you know, into you know more of that kind of speed role where, uh, you know, you see in defenses too. You know, a lot of the linebackers now they're not you know 250, 260. That you know, there's a lot of 225. Your division linebackers. alone, yeah, the Falcons, 100%. the Bucks, yeah, like and, and they're own fast team. and they get to the ball and they tackle well. And so, uh, I think it's definitely adapting into into more of a speed role. Everyone, I think, got really excited about you when training camp. Luke Keekley, that clip went on like Instagram. I think it was on like House of Highlights and all that yeah. stuff where you tore up Luke Keekley. What happened in the locker room after that? Oh, nothing happened. I mean, anybody that knows football knows it. You know, it's, if I ever lose a one-on-one yeah. you know, with a linebacker, that's that's when I should uh, stop playing the game for <laughs> sure because that's you know it's that's the hardest drill in the world. The entire the field is open. Yeah, the entire yeah. field. You know, but we look at Luke Keekley and we go, no one gets by Luke Keekley. <laughs> No, I know, and he, you know, he's an—he's the hardest guy I've ever gone up against in practice. Really? Oh my gosh, he's an unbelievable Why? player. Because what makes him so great is he has all the physical attributes, right? He's big, he's fast, he's strong, but he—he he knows where the play is going to be before it happens. He studies like an animal, mm. and uh, you know, we'll be running outside zone, or and, and I'll get the handoff, and he's right there. You know, he right. just knows where the play is going to be. So that's—that's that's what makes him so special, and he can get there so quick. So. Um, you know, I think obviously he's perennial Pro Bowler for the last six years. It's it unreal. speaks for itself, but uh, he, he's a hell of a player and, and, a, and an unbelievable person too. Real quick, I know you got to go. 
but you played the Patriots and the Panthers. Just Eagles. give us, I mean, the, the Panthers. Yeah, Patriots and the Eagles. Just give us, like, your just real quick synopsis of both teams or what stood out to yeah, you. Yeah, not, not a prediction, but more of, like, what you yeah. learned from yeah, playing. What, yeah, what it was like out there. Well, I think the Patriots are a team that you can absolutely, I mean, this goes for stuff, you can never count out. We were up on them pretty big, actually, yes. in, in the game, and they, they came back, and I think we ended up winning by three uh, at their place. Um, but they're relentless, and I think they're so technically sound at, you know, on offense, defense, and special teams. They take huge pride in, in, in all three of those phases, and they're consistent, and, and it's one of those teams where you can't, you can't ever count them out because you know, you, it's not a team where they thrive off momentum. They're always going to be the same. You always. Know, they'll make a mistake, and it's, you know, they won't even bat an eye. So. It's like facing zombies. No, absolutely. You shoot off an arm, and they're still walking at you. Yeah. Very, very well-disciplined team. And, and, you know, what does that do to you on the sideline? It's just, I mean, it makes you, you know, you have to turn the page no matter what. You have to kind of play to their game and, and not get phased by anything and, and uh, be very poised, you know, not get too high, not get too low because – uh, anything can happen with Tom Brady at quarterback, obviously, and with a defense that's so technically sound. And um, you know, they they play to their strengths as well as you know. Oh, they know who they are, exactly. and they know who you are. And exactly. now, what about the Eagles Thursday night? Yeah, Philly. I think well, they have talent all over the place. Uh, you know, I'm still bitter about that game. I felt you know we were so close to winning. It was that a one. great game. Oh yeah, I know. Um, you know, I think it was a Thursday night game. We it played was. Nigel Bradham was unreal. Well, you guys kind of yeah. blew it too. That was like the Jonathan Stewart dropped the screen. It was like the freakish interception. There was another freak play that happened. There, there the interception. Was a lot. Yeah, it was one of those days. Right. Uh, and we, I mean, we still were right there, but. Um, you know, it, it, they're uh, such a talented team. They you know, are. They have talent on offense, defense all over the place. They're fast. They're physical. Uh, you know, Fletcher Cox is, a, is, an, is an animal. Um, you know, That's they, a holy shit guy. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, Jenkins is, is, you know, kind of the heart and soul, I think, of that defense as well. They got great DBs. They got fast-flowing linebackers who can tackle. Um, and once again, they, they utilize their, their strengths. You know, a lot of teams will, you know, try to work on their weaknesses, but they put their guys in positions to, to succeed, which is great. Um, it know, sounds so simple, yeah. and yet it's perfect. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same in anything, you know. It's the same in, in, in any sport, any job. Yeah. You know, you, you, you put your, your players, your employees in a, in a position to succeed, they're, they're going to succeed. You know, Let's see if we can at. put you in a position to succeed. You are here with Visa. Here's how it works on Sims and Lefko. We're going to let you have the floor. You can pitch it however you want. We are going to grade you as a pitch person. Visa is a 10. We want to see if McCaffrey pitching Visa is a 10. I doubt it. So I want to see... The, I want to see some energy. I want to see some pizzazz. Okay, right to America, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, Visa. no, it, it was actually it was great. I had a huge opportunity to spend time with Visa this whole week, really, and um, you know I think I, I went to a, a curling um, event place yesterday, which was, it was on. I've never been curling before. It was, it was amazing, and I uh, got to spend time with, with some fans there and show him all the show them all the all the great things that Visa has to offer. Now I think they're you know they're obviously the leader and technology when it comes to payment and they have a new card out it's a contactless card all you got to do is put it up to the thing and you'll hear the beep uh they call it the sound of visa which is um it's, it's pretty cool actually I, you know I, I got to hang out with a local hockey team and uh use the card bought bought pizza with them i was signing autographs while you know paying so it was, yeah. it was unbelievably convenient um got to showcase just the the speed of the contactless card that visa had to offer so um, you know they're they're the leader in technology when it comes to payment and you know, had a, had a blast hanging out with the team. Yeah. Sims, you're great. Uh, I'm Ten. giving him an eight. Fair. Why are no. you giving him an eight? Well, he's a rookie for one, so I don't give <laughs> that's rookies. Minus one, so yeah, that's minus one. Yeah, that's minus one, and then I don't give a ten to anybody. <laughs> I am going a nine. 
which is a very high grade for me. And the reason is this. I call it a state of the union. You gave two personal drops. I was hanging out with these fans at a curling. I've never done curling before. I was like, ooh, oh, personal experience. Nice. And personal then experience. I'm using the product <laughs> while signing something and getting pizza, and everybody eats pizza. So exactly. I'm Christian McCaffrey, Perfect. the common man. <laughs> Only the reason I knocked off a point was you, you went back and you said the same line again. But what I'll tell you that? what. You you were gonna be do- you were good in the commercial for Visa too. You were I the only it. you were the only football I had a player great that smirk. I- yeah, yeah you were like thanks man. It was really fucking good. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, young up and comer. You know his whole family, and you're gonna know him a long time. A baller. Happy to meet you, man. I appreciate you appreciate guys the time, me. brother. Yeah, thank you, thank, thank you, the man. Thank you. Thank you. Fucked up that handshake. Yeah, it's two Watch white fu- guys hanging. Come on, guys. Face the hand or knucks or something. I don't know. McCaffrey's the man. I like him a lot. We played a game of Name That White Boy Supreme afterwards, and he didn't even get Brenton Burson, his own his teammate. Own teammate. <laughs> he thought it was Ed Sheeran. That was hard. It was hard. You got stumped by uh, Hunter the tight Higby. End. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, sorry. And the yeah. tight end for the Bucks. Oh, um, damn. There was a few. He's a free agent Yes, I got Break. Cameron Break. Cameron Break. Right, yes. All right, let's go to iTunes comments. The Dan Tucker. I stumbled onto this after listening to another podcast <laughs> that Lefko is on. Every time I mention Sims and Lefko on the Crossing broadcast, they do a sip as it's a drinking game oh, for that gotcha, one. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I wish... This podcast was every day. These guys crush it. Uh, Radio Road to Super Bowl just gave one great interview after another great stuff. Thank you, brother. Steven C6391. It's about time we get some analysts that also like to screw off and have fun. I was turned on to you since the first time you went on the Levitard show, and I haven't missed a podcast since. Thanks, homie. Also, when is Chris going to nut up and get left card on the Levitard show? The audience will like him as well. <laughs> You're right. We you need to nut need... up. I guess I got to strap on a pair is what he's telling me. Yeah. How are they doing? They're good. Do they miss me? Today I did number 27. Who was number 27? Ryan Tannehill. We're recording this on Monday, so 27. So by Wednesday, 26 is 26 was? This is coming out Wednesday. Oh, this is coming out Wednesday. Okay, i got to look at my list. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta, you're nervous. Well, I, I, you're putting me on the spot. I didn't think about it. And then I was also thinking you were tricking me. I'll read another iTunes comments. This is from Lejeune Watson. Came well to you guys start the draft breakdown, but I thought I should let you guys know that the Saints cornerback is Marshawn Lattimore. Marcus is the safety, last name Williams. Anyway, keep going. I messed it up all the time. Oh, you did. Marshawn. Yeah, I've been calling him Marcus Lattimore because there was Marcus Lattimore was the running back from South Carolina yes, you heard that was knee. supposed to be a first round pick and then hurt his knee, got drafted in the I, fourth round. I didn't by even the catch you doing that. My bad. So wait. Uh, so twenty-seven was Tannehill. That so, was, and then on twenty-six, which Tuesday was twenty-six on Tuesday. Well, I'm down to a like. I'm not sure how I'm going to play this out yet. It's it's either going to be Tyrod Taylor and then Andy Dalton on Wednesday. Okay, somewhere in that. So I got to figure Dalton's out. Andy Dalton's going to be on Valentine's. He's coming. He's coming up certainly. Oh, it wouldn't fit right since he's redhead. It's perfect. I think I plus, should play that. Yeah. Plus, the Levitar guys are very excited about when Andy Dalton. They seem come to up. be very concerned about that because Andy Dalton is one of those quarterbacks that is always seen as underperforming. I guess so. because of the playoffs, right? Andy Dalton takes a team to the playoffs four years in a row, right. but is only judged on one game. You're right. You're right. Uh, all right. So this is from Jason the Testicle, and his comment is controlled. Is that your brother? No. I've written before, and I guess my name is weird on this. Not sure how to change it. That's what he wrote last time because we were just laughing that this guy's name is Jason the Testicle. Real point, I watched the mic up, uh, the mic'd up of Super Bowl 52. 
And I heard Gene Steratore talking about Clemens catching the back of the end zone. He said, quote, there was movement, but the ball never fully dislodged from the body, therefore giving him possession. I don't know if I agree with this, but it was called. But then that brought up a different play in the AFC Championship game. Miles Jack strip fumble on Deion Lewis. Mm -hmm. Do do you believe this was and should be a fumble? He, Jason the Testicle, says yes. If we use the same logic they did in the Super Bowl, the ball never dislodged from his body until after he was down. Is the difference just in the fact that one was a running play and one was a receiving play. I think so. He's, he's very valid in his questioning. I thought that too with the Deion Lewis play. And the like, Was it a valid fumble? Because it's like, yes, he lost the ball. He hit the ground, it but did he moving. lose control of it? Right. Because he had it pinned against his hip or his thigh, right? So I, I had the similar thought, certainly. Um, I do think it's a different rule because one is a runner and one is just trying to establish being a receiver that's getting his feet in bounds. Is, is this rule the black hole that will never have a good solution. I yes, I just people everyone I, keeps coming on TV shows and radio shows and going how do we fix this? And I think the real question is is this even possible to fix? It's not. So everybody has to calm down. First of all, we got to see the play in like a 100 times slower than real time motion, right? The, the the replay was put out to fix the egregiously wrong. And this is what bothers me more than anything that gets lost in translation. We only talk about these plays. Okay, great. I know we showed this replay so many times and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, everybody just looks at these plays and goes, oh, that affected the, the, the outcome of the game. Bullshit. I could show you 10 other plays where Patriot defenders held a Eagles receiver or an Eagles defender held a Patriots receiver. And I would say that might have been a 50-yard gain if the right. referee, you know, called a penalty there or, or saw it or whatever it may be. It's the reason so Belichick doesn't start, spend a lot of time on one play. You can't. It's a, if you, because you can go back to so many plays. Jacksonville, Jacksonville versus the Patriots. I can go back to a number of plays and go... Okay, yeah, A.J. Bouye, maybe that was pass interference down the left sideline. But there was like four other ones that I can promise you were pass interference that they didn't call. So where are we going to draw the line there? Because I think when your team loses, as a champion, I can say this now because I've experienced both. (laughs) When you lose, what what were the videos that we used to do all the time with Bleacher Report? The blame, right? Who we blame? Who are you putting the blame at? Right. It's very comforting to blame the refs. Because you're not putting it on your team. If you blame the other team, then they're just going to say you're a sore loser. But everyone in their heart believes that the referees should not be a part of this at all. There's very few people that are rooting for the refs. People that are families of the refs, friends with the refs, the refs themselves. I get it. But I think it's just very comforting to say the rules messed up and that's why we lost. Sure. You know? I I think so too. But I don't think it'll ever get fixed because I don't think... I think more language makes it even harder. You know? I agree. No, this, the human error is going to be a part of this whether you like it or not. It's Forever. just the way it's going to be. And teams have won and lost big games through the history of the NFL because of human error. And we've forgotten that this day and age because yeah. we have, because of social news and being able to see every angle of every play. And I could go back and go like, hey, look at this play with my dad's career in 1988. If this didn't happen, they would have gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it didn't happen because the referee missed it. Man. I mean, come on. It's just we got to get over it. All right. That is all for 
from now on Friday, being released Friday, we are going to have the Six Degrees of Sims podcast. It is going to be Jim Kelly talking about basement parties in Buffalo. It's going to be Devontae Freeman thinking that Chris is his brother Matt for about the first half of the interview. And then we're going to end it with Tim Brown sharing a story with Sims about John Gruden that he's never shared before. Right. It's another packed episode. This was episode 153 for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendrick is sending emails right now, so Dork. I will say good evening. Good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E Man. says good night. Love y'all so much. Hit us up on social, at Sims and Lefko, wherever you go. Holler at y'all later. This has been episode 153.